0: Welcome to another U.S. Freedom Fighters podcast. Please enjoy the show. Uh, welcome to another U.S. Freedom Fighters podcast. Today, we got a special guest, uh, Michael Gardner from the Patriot Angle podcast. He is the founder. Uh, welcome, Michael.
1: How you doing, Brad? How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing really good. Um, so I just wanted to ask you a few things that I've been reading on to, to see what your take is on them. Uh, sure. I've been, been reading a lot about uh, the bird flu in Canada, uh, which seems to be coming into the U.S. a little bit. What, what are your thoughts on that?
1: The bird flu. Yeah. Um, I actually read on this article uh, myself uh, about a couple days ago and I had a, a piece on my show on this. And, uh, you know, my views on it, man, is, you know, are we going back to another 2015? Uh, because we've seen this in 2015 and for your viewers and you know, uh, your listeners and followers of the show. Um, I'm not sure if they, if they remember that event in 2015, it, it, it damn near, uh, bankrupt, uh, the entire, uh, farming industry, uh, with chickens and turkeys all over, uh, the Midwest. We have seen this happen in Ohio, Iowa, you know, farms all over the country affected, you know, Almost what was it at the time? It was about like 40 million uh, uh, chickens and turkeys.
0: Yeah, Brad. Wow. Are
1: we seeing the same effect? I mean, what's going on?
0: I feel like we are. Uh, I do remember that myself. I know the media did not touch on it back then, and they still aren't really touching on it now. Um, but you know, they just had to kill 12,000 turkeys in Canada because of the bird flu. Um, I've been reading some articles that they have birds that are falling out of the sky in Mexico because of the bird flu. And I've also heard that it's spreading into, you know, United States and chickens and such. So, I mean, I really feel like we are going to the same path and I really feel like it might be a lot worse than it was before.
1: Yeah, that's, that's crazy. And, And you know, what's crazy too is, um, you know, uh, they still have them on the shelves. I still see chicken on the shelves. I see still see turkeys, you know, frozen turkeys or whatnot, you know, in the stores. So I hope they caught it in enough time, you know, because we I, I do understand, you know, when you freeze something, Brad, you know, it does preserve the meat to an extension of time. Right. So I mean, that I hope these these birds that 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 are, you know, on the shelves in grocery stores. It didn't affect them, and this was before. So we want to know, like, where this happened, when it happened, you know, and how much more it's going to be affected because, I mean, it's poultry, Brad. We need this for our body, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, the proteins and chicken, everybody knows. Sh- everybody should know. That, I mean, the proteins and chickens are very high. So, I mean, it's really good meat to eat. So yeah. the whole threat of maybe there's going to be a shortage in you know, turkeys, chicken and such, such like that is, I mean, it's a scary thought. Um, I was reading an article that Tyson, which everybody should know Tyson. I mean, they're all over the United States uh, They're reporting 250,000 birds that are sick from the flu right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did read that. Uh, I read a similar article here, uh, in the, uh, the Atlanta, the Atlanta journal, which is, uh, in Georgia here that, um, you know David Purdue, right? The big uh, chicken man, right? Here in Georgia, uh, yep. they're being affected in the um, the Tyson plants here in Georgia. I mean oh, David I- Purdue. I mean he he pretty much owns like eighty percent of you know Tyson Foods. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's crazy, I- Brad. It really
0: is. Oh, it is, and, and it's so scary to think about that this stuff is going on. But here here's another question on there. I mean, do you think that Maybe this is something that was purposely put out there. I mean, do you think this is part of the whole food shortage scare of everything? They they did this because they want to keep the food shortage going?
1: Propaganda. That's my words towards it. It's all about media propaganda. Propaganda, uh, Brad, is uh, we're seeing those words uh, being played out very loosely in uh, today's uh, society. It's all about politics to them. It always has been fear-mongering, control, right? Whether it's population control or, you know, you just mentioned, you know, is it a scare towards the food shortage? Uh, Yeah and no, maybe, maybe not. I think it has to do with a lot of fear-mongering. You know, we're coming up to, you know, uh, playing politics into it. We're coming up to the midterms, right? Yeah. They need They need more fear-mongering, Brad. It's simple as that, you know? Oh, yeah, and every time there's any kind of election coming up,
0: it it happens every time with different things. I mean, it could be food shortages. It could be, you know, grain shortages. It could be all sorts of different things, and they they do it every time. It's always something. And, you know, this last time, COVID was a big fear-mongering thing. That's my opinion. Uh, I really think they blew it out of proportion. They really did just to put the fear into the people. And to kind of steer their votes to wherever they wanted them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, You know, uh, uh, but their, their baby COVID, you know, their weapon they're, they're losing it, Brad. They know that they know they can't, They can't play that same game. You know, when was the last time we seen Dr. Doom there, Fossey, go on the record and start, you know, labeling more fear? It's been a couple, about, what, a month now? We haven't seen him on the radar, so to speak, anymore.
0: Yeah, no, I haven't read nothing. I haven't seen anything about him,
1: (laughs) Um, which really,
0: I mean, think about that. Why? Because exactly what you are saying, it's slowing down. The fear-mongering slowing down and, it's just yeah. not affecting people the way it was in the beginning. People are waking yeah. up and seeing what's going on. I mean, at least I hope they are.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, you don't see too many of the, uh, you know, the COVID scoreboards anymore. You know, they, they, don't, they don't plug that on the media anymore because nope. people are understanding, you know, it takes, you know, you don't need a uh, – uh, a medical uh, PhD to understand this it's all s- simple common sense Brad it takes more than 24 hours to analyze a death certificate yeah you know yeah and you want to touch on that topic I can go into that topic very into depth I mean
0: <laughs> uh, yeah I mean I'm willing to touch into that topic if you want to I mean there's so yeah, much. yeah I that. mean
1: yeah, I mean, you got like these COVID deaths. Uh, de- uh what they call, it, excuse me, COVID scoreboards, right? We've seen them for like the last year and a half, right? Everybody, oh, the cases are going up, the deaths, and this and that. I'm like, what the hell are these people talking about? First of all, you got a population. Look at the population, the average population in a state. Compare that to the scoreboard that they're showing on CNN, Fox, or whatever, right? Yep. It doesn't add up, Brad. It doesn't add up. The numbers aren't adding up. You're trying to tell me that all of a sudden there's forty five thousand people more in the last. Like, yeah, I understand. There's you know babies are born every single day, but you know I had this t- topic in this conversation with uh, with Jerry. You know, and yep. Jerry and I spend off on this uh, topic. Uh, a few episodes back on my show. It doesn't add up. They're, 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 they're saying that, you know, there's 200,000 people that died out of, you know, so many people in that city or that town. Okay. So then there should be like, what, 10,000 people less in that town. No, no, I, I don't believe it.
0: No, I, I don't either. You know, like I've, I've been watching the numbers here in my home state and, you know, I live in a small state up in the North and you know, they're claiming all these numbers, but then you kind of look at where the deaths are at and it just, that nothing adds up. Nothing does. Um, no. And you know, they're still pushing that the hospitals are full and everything else. And I don't know about the rest of the country, but here where I live, hospitals are not full. They're not full of COVID patients. They're not full of anything really. Um, and they're still saying on our local news that hospitals are full, but I don't see it. I. I I've been into the hospital. I haven't seen anything being full or anything like, like, like that. So it doesn't make any sense to me. There's such a number hike on everything. And I really think that's a money thing because I don't know if it's necessarily true, but what I had heard is every you know co- positive COVID case they have in a hospital, they kind of get paid a percentage toward it uh, by the yeah. states or by the government. I don't know if it's true. It's something I've heard, but I wouldn't put it past our government. I wouldn't put it past any state. I mean, I live in a very highly democratic state, so who knows what we're going to see?
1: And well, I could uh, tell you what they're full of. <laughs> they're full of shit.
0: Oh yeah, they're full <laughs> of
1: bullshit. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. and
0: that's that's most every state too. I hate to say it. I mean, you know, I'm more right leaning than you know, obviously left leaning and stuff like that. But you know, I feel like there's on both sides there's corruption. There on both sides there's shit that you just can't believe. Period. So I'm I'm very big yeah. skeptic on both sides. Um yes, I believe a lot more right leaning leaning stuff. Uh the liberals are just I don't even I don't even know what to say about them. But uh yeah. It, it, I don't know. This whole <clears throat> political thing that's going on is just insane and I think, you know, covid was a definite political move in the last election, like we were talking about.
1: Yeah. yeah, Everybody's getting tired of it, Brad. I mean, you know, it's, it's what, 2022 now, almost like we're what? And almost in the third month of 2022, we've been battling with this crap since, you know, the early year, uh, year of what, 2020. Right. I mean, come on. All right, guys, it's a virus. It's bacteria. I think we're all you know, grown ass adults, grown men, grown women. We know to wash our hands. We know to stay six feet away from somebody if somebody's sick. You don't need the federal government teaching you that. You don't need political hacks of doctors teaching you that from the cDC. you You get taught that when you're, you're when you're a simple child. yeah, I mean, you know, I, have I, we become a society brad of 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 simple minded assholes? I mean, you know, I
0: mean, I really hate to say it, but I think so. I mean, we grew up in different times. Today's world, it's, things have changed so freaking much. People are a bunch of pussies, to be honest with you. And they believe everything that's fed to them through the media. I mean, they believe everything. And it's, just, it's bullshit, honestly. We grew up in different times.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we, you, you see that at the times, even with the work ethic today. Oh, it's terrible.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, even with my job, the turnover rate of uh, people that come through, it, it, it's, it's insane. And uh, a lot of the people that are getting hired into my job, you know, they're, they're in their early 20s and they're <laughs> lasting last two to three weeks. And, and I have a physically demanding job. So, and, you know, I'm in my mid 30s and I outwork these people that are in their 20s. There's no reason that should be happening, honestly.
1: Well, because they're all spoon fed, you know, they, you know, they, they grew up in uh, mommy and daddy's basement, eating Hot Pockets and playing video games until, until they were 24, 25 years old, you know? So, yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. no,
1: you mentioned the turnover rate, man, you know, it's pretty sad. You go to companies like big box giants, you know, such as Walmart and Amazon and, you know, UPS and Publix and stuff like that. And they actually have boards, Brad, where they show you the turnover rate. That's sad.
0: Oh no, that is sad. Extremely sad. Really. It is. Um another thing I've been thinking about, you know, we all know about the trucker protests that are going on that were going on in Canada, which is kind of past now, but it's starting to leak into the US a little bit. I mean, are we gonna see a big impact on that, you think?
1: Um yes and no. Uh I, I have I have two sides of that topic. Um, I don't think that they're going to push it as much as they did in Ottawa and Toronto, you know, um, as much as they are doing it now. Uh, because you have different viewpoints from two different types of leaders. Uh, you have, as we know, you know, Canada is a parliamentary uh, type of system. Uh, We have a constitutional republic here in the United States. Uh, It's two different systems. It's two different kind of political viewpoints. You know, with the Canadian truckers, it was more of less uh, uh, basically fighting uh, not only to keep their jobs, but fighting to bypass the the jab, so to speak. And they're also dealing with a, um, you know, a... Prime Minister almost acting as if he was like Fidel Castro, you know, yeah. during the time of his reign in Cuba, you know? So are we dealing with that here in the United States? Similar? Yes. But with the parliamentary system, it's different than a constitutional Republic, constitutional Republic. You can't vote out your leadership, uh, you know, well, you can, but you have to wait four years in right. a parliamentary system, you have you can vote that out in you know a matter of weeks after a prime minister is elected. So they yeah. have a lot more options on their hand. Uh, is it going to get played out here in the United States? I don't think so, Brad. I think it's going to be like maybe a week, possibly two. They're going to get the media uh, pumping. You know, CNN is going to be you know raging about some kind of horse crap that just doesn't make sense like they always do like oh my god this is insurrection insurrection ins-, you know you're gonna hear that you know it, it, it's that's just the crap that you're gonna hear you know what i mean
0: yeah and it, that goes along with what we were saying about fear mongering. that's kind of what it's yeah. gonna be um yeah i mean that's an opinion too i mean it might go worse we don't know we really don't know um i know here at u.s freedom fighters we kind of think about You know the possibilities of what might happen um no matter what the possibility is and we try to train in that possibility of what we think and what we should do uh, basically uh in a survival situation if we need to talking about you know like the bird flu and stuff um that's gonna might possibly make a food shortage uh u.s freedom fighters we kind of teach how to hopefully get past that food shortage by, you know, raising our own chickens, raising our own turkeys, or growing our own food and such. Um, I've been right. hearing a little bit of rumor with the Canada stuff that they're kind of almost declaring martial law. It's not quite fully in effect, but there's been some talk about it. Have you heard anything about that at all?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely happening. Um, they are in the, uh, the early stages of what they would call. A martial law, um, the prime minister, uh, Justin Trudeau, is basically orchestrating his uh, his police forces, uh, mainly in Ottawa and Toronto. That's uh, basically the sections of Canada that's basically uh, affecting, it's not necessarily affecting the uh, the western part of the country, more or less the eastern part of the country. Um, orchestrating his police forces, Ottawa, Toronto, using uh, horseback, yep. um, demanding and reinforcing its citizens and putting them in what's called red zones, uh, which I basically plugged in uh, on my website and also my social media of video content of what's shown of where these police forces, mainly on horseback, are trampling its citizens, and there's no remorse for it. No remorse from the prime minister. It's, it's, it's happening every day, Brad. The, the martial law is, is real right now in Canada. They're, they're basically stripping their rights away. They're not allowing them to go to places such as coffee shops. They're setting up, Brad, what's called a red zone, which is yeah. a restriction. You know, you cannot go there it's terrible
0: and you know that's scary because i mean they're so close to us in reality i mean like where i live i i can it takes me two hours to get to canada
1: yeah Uh, it's a skip hop skip and jump for for you i mean you know oh
0: yeah yeah and you know it's not just happening in canada either i mean we're seeing it all over the place all over the world i mean australia i hear some rumors going on there's stuff going on in australia Uh, I don't look a lot into that stuff because I try to stay away from it a little bit, trying to keep my mind clear for, you know, what I think needs to be done in my own personal life. Um, So I haven't looked into it much, but I've been hearing rumor about Australia doing a very similar thing that Canada is doing. And I'm also hearing a rumor that, you know, they're kind of saying that the United States is only a couple of weeks behind what Australia is doing. And they're thinking that, you know, Australia is doing these certain things and they think the United States is going to do it within the next couple of weeks. I don't know if you've read into anything or heard anything
1: about that. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen some stuff, you know, pop up on the internet. Um, I mainly get all my uh, uh, my articles from Breitbart. I love them. Uh, it's basically a lot of uh, truth, you know, coming out of that, that, that news uh, network. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been hearing some some stuff, you know, kind of stirring up, you know, in the pot, so to speak, with that. Um, I don't know, Brad. It's still early, you know, like they, you know, yeah, it's still early. It's hard to tell.
0: No, no, it is. Um, I was reading something today, uh, actually, about Biden trying to extend the State of Emergency Act, uh, basically making it an open-ended duration, To basically, so he can keep it open as long as he wants, you know, because we've been under a state of emergency basically since the beginning of COVID. And from now, they're trying to extend it even longer. And he basically just opened up the end of it and said, you know, we don't have an actual date. It's to be determined, basically. I mean, that to me is a little bit suspicious.
1: I I don't know. I, I don't trust it. So you're saying that he's got the date open, but he doesn't have a uh, an official date of when it,
0: right? When it ends, right? From that's what that's what I I'm, I'm hearing. He hasn't. He doesn't have any date set for when it ends.
1: So basically, well, it,
0: it's extended out for as long as time can be, basically in a sense.
1: Well, if history's shown to be correct, Brad, I mean that's early signs of uh, of forms of uh, martial law, right. You know, Wait. martial law is, is you know, when people think of martial law, Brad, they always think of, like, you know, the average martial law, uh, you know, symptoms, if you want to call it that, or signs, you know, some people call it martial law Could be anything. Yeah. Martial law can be forms of communism, you know, uh, socialism, you know? Yeah. Hey, I mean,
0: that's the thing that's scary about it, and we don't know what it means, in a sense. Yeah. Um, we've never really had to deal with it. Uh, yeah. we've, all, we've all heard about it but we don't know what it entails are they going to come door to door and take our guns a good possibility of it are they going to come door to door and start shooting people who knows i don't know no one knows
1: Yeah.
0: and it's scary yeah. and the whole thing that i had heard I, like i said i don't know if it's 100 true about this but it's something i was writing today about him and extending it and saying there's it's open-ended um and like you're just saying that's a sign of that martial law could be coming into effect and what you see going on in Canada and Australia and stuff. I mean, it really starts making you question what is going on in the United States. Is it actually going to happen here? I mean, there's a good possibility of it.
1: Yeah, it's a good possibility. Um, if I may plug in something here on your show, uh, we're talking about this, you know, martial law. We're talking about, um, you know, pretty much in-depth, uh, intelligence levels of, you know, what could happen. Uh, there is a good, um, Good friend of uh, the podcast on my podcast, Patriot Angle Podcast, uh, a contributor that we have on the show from time to time. And you may want to talk to him on the side on this issue. Uh, P.J. Agnes of uh, Archangel Protective Intelligence, uh, he uh, pretty much knows everything. Um, He uh, has been calling the shots on this COVID hysteria since the beginning and and has been labeled right from the get-go. Uh But, you know, I just wanted to plug that in. I thought that was kind of uh, wise information uh, for, for this topic here.
0: Yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to talk to him. I mean, if you can get me in contact with him, I'd love to talk to him a little bit and uh, maybe try to get him in on a show or all of us get on a show and
1: do some talking. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, he's, he's a great aspect to my show. I'm sure he would be a very, very good aspect to your show. And, I mean, he's – He's a very knowledgeable man when it comes to talking about politics and stuff like that.
0: Yep. And I know, you know, you know how we are. We At U.S. Freedom Fighters, we kind of steer clear of politics a lot of times. Um, But I also want to put it out there that, you know, you always want to keep an eye on stuff that's going on around you, whether it be political or survival and all sorts of different things. So you always want to keep an open mind into politics um i'm not saying sit there and follow it 100 percent because a lot of the stuff that's out there is not true um you know you know it as well as i do there's a lot of fake media out there it's hard to depict what's true and what's not anymore um but you always want to kind of keep an eye on it and maybe form your own opinion on it but i also think we really need to think about focusing on the survival side of everything because you know If martial law does come into effect what are you going to do are you just going to bow down to the man and do what they say or are you going to defend yourself and survive um i mean that's a big question a lot of people i i I personally think that a lot of people in the united states the way the world's been going the last you know i'll even say you know five ten years we've been progressively getting worse in a lot of ways um So I really think that a lot of people in the world or even the United States everywhere are basically just going to bow down to what the man's saying and they're going to follow what they're doing. That's my opinion. Like with the COVID, I really think that was a scare tactic and it was trying to get to see they're trying to get to see what people, how people are going to act to that. Um, So the bigger plan might come into play. I think it was just a
1: thing to kind of, test the waters in a sense um well yeah yeah i mean you know when you when you come down to it brad you know the average you know american now these days they don't have survival skills you know if it came down to something as simple as you know uh losing their job and and trying to you know figure out what to do next half the people sadly in this country wouldn't know what to do You know, they would be looking at one another with five different heads and, oh, what do we do now? What do we, I mean, what do you do now? Like, what? Yeah. It's sad. It It really is. is. Oh,
0: no, it absolutely is. And you kind of of brought up something that makes me think about something else. I mean, you know, the the left's really been pushing for free college tuition and this and that. And, you know, a sad part of the United States is the trades are dying, Uh, you know, construction trades i mean mechanics stuff like that that stuff is dying because of college and you know that sounds crazy and all but these college degrees that are, people are doing like being an engineer or a doctor or this or that you know if we were to do free tuition to college and stuff everybody's gonna do it so <laughs> guess what's gonna happen you you're not gonna have anybody that wants to build a house or put in a septic system or you know just Anything you can think of. There's so many trades out there that no one's going to want to do anymore because you know what? I I got free college. I just learned how to be a doctor. I can make this much money. Why would I want to be a construction trade? You know, the the whole thing with the left-leaning people wanting a free college and everything, I really feel like is a bad idea because I really think it's going to kill the trades. And if you don't have the trades, the world's not going to go around. I mean, in simple terms.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. But try telling that to, uh, you know, the Amish communities in, uh, you know, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, or in Ohio. They don't yeah. believe in college. They don't believe in modern technology. Hell, you won't even see them riding a Greyhound bus unless they absolutely have to. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, you know what? They're surviving perfectly
0: fine. And they're happy. They've been, Brad, they've been doing it for, what, a, a three, four, five hundred years? I mean, yeah, Yeah. and they're happy doing it. Yeah. I mean, there's a few that leave, but, you know, a good majority of Amish people stay within their community. And, you know, that's kind of like here at U.S. Freedom Fighters. We're trying to build a community and try to do that, you know, kind of similar thing learn how to live off from what you have around you, learn off, live off the land, learn how to survive without all this technology, without all this government, without, you know, everything.
1: I live mean, within your means, I say, not above your means.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the problem with the United States. We all live with it above our means. I mean, personally, I do. I hate it to admit to it, but I live above my means. You know, I make so much money, but I always tend to live above my means. So I am always feel like I'm broke. I'm not necessarily broke. I make decent money. But you know what? I like. I feel like I need this TV or I need this Xbox or I need this or that. <laughs> you know, and I don't need that stuff. Why do I feel like I need that stuff? Well, we, yeah, it's the generation we grew up in. It yeah, te- we
1: we we tend to be uh, spoon fed from 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 our parents, and you know, it's true.
0: <laughs> I, it's sad, you know. I mean, nowadays, yeah, people are way more spoon fed than we were when we were children, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but we still grew up in the technology age, so. We really are technically spoon-fed. I mean, you go back to our grandparents or our great-grandparents. They worked every day or they worked on their own
1: land to survive. They had to. There was no such thing as credit cards.
0: Right. And, you know, that's a dying thing. And if the government decides, you know, hey, you know, we're going to fuck everybody. A little flip of the switch, guess what? You have no money. I mean, they're trying to make everything digital, you know, Cold hard cash is not even really a thing anymore. Unfortunately. I mean, you have credit cards, you have this, that. All they got to do is flip a switch. And guess what? All that shit's gone. So what are you going to do in that situation? A lot of these people aren't going to be able to do shit because they don't know what to do. Me, myself, I live in the country. I grew up on, you know, old morals and stuff about, you know, fishing, hunting and stuff like that to survive. But yeah. you know what? Like you, you live in a city. I mean, that's not gonna be an easy thing to do.
1: No, you- no, because I mean, this, I mean, well, you know, the city, but you know, Brad, the city has always been the city, you know, like no matter where you go, like the, like even back in the, you look at your history books, you look at like the early 1800s, 1700s, there was still inner cities. So yeah. the, the name city, a little history lesson for your show, the name city Uh, basically was uh, the more or less the, the uh, agritone, if you want to call it that uh, to these smaller towns or the villages, you know, they didn't have what the cities had. The cities always had, you know, the better equipment, the better, you know, uh, the better uh, built uh, of buildings, right. The better construction, you know, the towns and the villages, they didn't have all that because, they weren't really designed for that to begin with the villages and the towns were the areas where, you know, you work, you put in that eight, 10, 12, 14 hours, whatever it was. And then you would go to the city to basically uh, get more of, of, a uh, of an advanced uh, uh, knowledge, so to speak, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, that makes total sense. It really does. And you know, that's been happening for a long time, cities and such. Um, but the problem is you got a lot of people that only have that mindset of a city now. Which is, I mean, to me, I'm out in the country, so I don't quite understand this whole city life. I'll admit it. But to me, I mean, you got the knowledge of a city. You know how to you know, live in a city. But what happens if that city's not there for you? if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen more or less. I mean, we are going backwards in time. Oh, absolutely. It's going to happen. You know, um, we are going to, you know, pretty much uh, become what they're calling, you know, the great reset, you know, it's going to happen, you know, sadly, you know, we're going to go back to times where people are going to have to rely on, you know, growing their crops, you know, and they're going to have to learn to do that because if they don't learn to do that, Brad, they're, they're, they're going to starve. You know, they're going to die.
0: Yeah, and to me, that's just a scary thing. I mean, i say here, here at U.S. Free Affairs, we're trying to help as many people as we can, whether you live in the city or in the country. Um, yeah. Like I say, I live in the country, so I, I have knowledge on a lot of things, fishing, hunting and stuff. But, you know, I still don't have the knowledge to be able to survive perfectly, in my opinion. There, yeah. There's so much information out there that you really could learn about survival. And that, I mean, that goes for country boys and that goes for city folk. I mean, city <laughs> folk might, might have a different way of surviving uh, if shit were to hit the fan. Um, you know, if there's a food shortage and stuff like that. Um, being out in the country, I kind of think about, you know, the city people, a lot of them might not know how to hunt and fish or grow their own food. So, my opinion on the might what might happen is the city people are going to turn to stealing. They're going to go to people that have food supplies or have, you know, have been prepping for a while, and they're going to try to steal what these other people have worked toward.
1: Well, I mean, that's where that's where the looting comes from. You know, that's where the stealing comes from. You know, obviously, yes, because. You know, they're so, it's almost like two different types of worlds, so to speak. You know, when you live in a city versus out in the country, you know, in the city, you know, everything is there for you. You know, restaurant, retail, um, everything, modern transportation. Out in the country, you don't have that. Yeah, you have your restaurants, you have, you know, maybe uh, some minor transportation, but it's to a limit. And it's right. like that, Brad, because it was designed like that. Yeah, That's uh, what I mean, separates the city and the country. The country was never in, intended to be a city, it was intended to be a town or a village. Yeah. In two different worlds, way oh, yeah. different. So, yeah. Oh, no,
0: absolutely. And, you know, that's another division within the United States. I mean, you got the people that are used to the city, you got the people that are used to the country. Um, yeah. The thing is, all of us U.S. citizens need to learn how to work together, whether you're city or country. Um, you know, you might you might have knowledge that might help me out in a survival situation. I might have yeah. knowledge that will help you out. Um, that's the thing. You know, we've lost that in the United States. Uh, community used to be a big thing. Neighbors and everything else would help each other out. Nowadays, you you can't find that. And, and yeah. it's, it, it's so freaking sad. I, I, I don't even know how to feel about it. You know, back when I was growing up, I knew all my neighbors around nowadays. I don't actually don't even know my next door neighbor really.
1: Well, you know, you got to blame it on, uh, blame it on your, on yourselves. You know, you, you know, everybody wants to blame technology and blame the government And this. What it comes down to is, you know, um, it comes down to ourselves as a whole, Oh, no, absolutely We've always been that same person, but we've been so conditioned now in our society where, you know, no one wants to sit at the dinner table anymore, Brad. No one wants to sit as a family, you know, and if we do, what comes out right away? The devices, the cell phones, That this. I mean, I can tell you (laughs) just last year for Thanksgiving, uh, you you know how many people – at my at the dinner table, you know, when I went over to see family, how many cell phones came out right away? You know, oh, I, I you believe think, it. You would think the prayer would come out, Brad, but no, the cell phones came out right away. Oh, I know, oh, no, I believe it. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's you bring that up. I go into restaurants and stuff, you know, and you know, this might be a little strict thing that I was grew up on, but you know, back in the day, you know, you respected the people around you. You took your hat off to eat in a restaurant, or even to eat, period. And you know mm-hmm. what? I go into these restaurants and see people wearing hats. I see people on their phones. I see people doing this. And, you know, they got people sitting right across from them and they're on their phone. Like, why don't you communicate with the person you're with instead of being on your phone? I, 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 I don't understand it, I guess. Because to me, I grew up in a time that, you know, you're at the dinner table. That was time to spend time with your family or friends or whoever you're with and yeah. talk with them and enjoy a meal and stuff like that. But nowadays you like you're just saying people are pulling their cell phones out and they're not even talking to each other i mean even the intermediate family you know your cousins your everything that's lost i mean when i grew up you know me and my cousins would go outside on thanksgiving go play you know screw around in the yard nowadays people are on their phones just like you're just saying
1: we we we've become a digital uh, civilization Oh, you know, no, a, a digital society of, of a species, uh, we're more, God, we're almost like more Android, like more, uh, <laughs> more digital, like than, than human beings. Um, it's sad.
0: No, it, it is really sad. is. And you know, I'm sure you are, well, we are, we're on a podcast right now. We're, we're guilty of it. Both of us. I mean, yeah. technology has taken us all over and, you know, I'm guilty of it every day. I mean, I get drawn into my phone. You get drawn into your phone, I'm sure. Everybody does. Um, I just really hope people learn to steer away from that stuff a little bit and learn a little bit about the survival life. Uh, Yeah. You know,
1: know, well, I mean, for a weekend, put your devices away, go camping for a weekend. Enjoy life. Well, here's the thing, Brad. You just mentioned we're on a podcast, right? Yeah. We're 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 recording a podcast, right? But here's the thing, even though we're recording a podcast, it's digital, right? At the end, you have to feel good about it because you're enlightening somebody. You're you're waking somebody up, hopefully. You're putting some knowledge in their head, you know, oh, yeah. maybe they yeah. maybe they didn't understand something, you know, before that we maybe possibly mentioned on the show tonight, you know, like there's so much knowledge, I think, that comes out of podcasting. There's, I mean, I, I could tell you, I listen to th- hundreds of different podcasts, whether it's science, political, uh, cooking, entertainment, wrestling, but everything, all different ones. And there is so much knowledge in podcasting now that, I mean, it, it, it's like it's like back in the day when YouTube first came out right the 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 tutorial uh uh you know the step-by-step type videos right it taught you how to do things you know yep. people didn't know how to lay brick or tile you watch a youtube video and boom you you know you learn it in a couple minutes podcasting the same way you know you're learning knowledge that you didn't know you yep. know so you got to be grateful that you know
0: oh no you know you- I'm absolutely grateful of freaking technology because I've learned a lot from YouTube or podcasts or any of that stuff, even Facebook. I hate to admit it, but there's things I've learned on Facebook and technology. I'm not saying it's all bad. That's not where I'm really going with it. There is a lot to learn on technology, but a lot of times, yeah, you can watch a YouTube video um, and I'll, I'll just throw it out there about fishing say, you can watch the video, but if you don't go out and practice that, you'll never actually learn how to do it. So people need to realize that when they're looking at stuff on technology. Yeah, you're watching a video. Great. But yeah. go out and teach yourself how to do that. You know, and, and I've, I'm guilty of it. I've You know, like I had to fix a co- my, my car or something. And I couldn't quite remember how to do it or I didn't know how to do it. So I went on YouTube and looked it up. But you know what? I went out and did it. And I learned how to do it. And you remember from learning, hands-on is one of the best learning tools out there in my opinion. So that's what you really got to remember with technology is the technology is going to show you how to do it, but you got to learn how to do that muscle memory, basically, or your brain memory, how to do it by being hands-on.
1: Yeah, uh, I want to make a quote here. I know this is going to kind of probably sound corny, but it does probably show a lot of Uh, reference to what we're talking about, you know, quoting, um, you know, from the movie uh, Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. Right. I mean, that could be related to the technology today, you know, with great power, Brad comes great responsibility, use it responsibly don't use it over like or don't excessively use it you know what I mean
0: yeah no absolutely it makes a hundred percent
1: because Dang. if you over excess of it you know if excuse me I'm losing my words here but you know if you over uh overly excess it you know you know it's gonna take over your mindset and I think that's what's going on I think it's way too late I think I think we I think we reached the breaking point you know the do not pass go on the monopoly board like you know five, 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Oh, no, it's I agree. I agree. The people today, it's, you know, it's like, am I talking to a human being or am I talking to uh, to a robot, you know, to an avatar?
0: Oh, no. And, it, you know, I see that in everyday life. I, you know, I see somebody really engulfed in their phone and I might say something to them, ask them a question or whatever. And they just sit there blankly and don't answer me because they're so involved in that phone. They're not even listening to what I'm saying and I'm sitting right next to them. Yeah, I mean it's it's insane. Um, you know I got this coworker; he's super addicted to TikTok. You can't <laughs> say shit to him when he's fucking watching TikTok because he won't hear you. Yeah, you know, open your mind up to the outside world. Don't don't get lost in technology. That's all I'm trying to say yeah. about it. Yeah, technology the TikTok is then... nice. Huh? Tech technology is nice. I mean, oh yeah, we can go look up whatever we want on Google or whatever and learn about it but don't let it take over your life
1: yeah you mentioned the tick tocking man it's like i did a piece the other day on my show with uh with twitch right the online gaming yep and this guy uh was was on the joe rogan podcast and he and joe rogan was questioning him about you know hey man like what's the benefits of online gaming and this and that and he's like oh you can make a fortune man and this and that and you know, it totally changed my life. And, you know, I'm, I make more money, you know, doing Twitch than my regular full-time job. And I mean, Joe Rogan laughing, you know, he's like, come on, man. You know, it's only a gig job. Apparently, another Twitch streamer uh, had listened into his podcast and literally went overboard on it. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? This, this, is, this, this is the greatest thing that ever launched in, in, in the universe. And I'm like, oh, my God. This yeah. the social media, the, the internet, it's taking over people's minds. I mean, look what it's doing to these poor guys. You know, they're four, almost 40 years old and they're playing video games. Come on, man. Go get a job, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, it, it really is a scary thought. I mean – Like what happens, like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sorry to cut you off, but, like, what, what happens if, you know, like you said, shit hits the fan and, you know, something really happens – and you have to play survival game, you know? And what are you going to do? Like, take out your phone and, 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 and say, like, how to start a fire? You know what I mean? Like, you should know how to start a fire. You know, don't take your phone out. I mean, shit, get some branches. Get, some, You know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> yeah. And that, that goes right along with what I say. You know, you watch YouTube and stuff like that.
0: And, you know, there might be people looking up how to start a fire on YouTube. And they're like, oh, I know how to start a fire. And never use it. Never try. And then they but get see, that- Brad, that
1: should have that should have been taught to you when you were a kid, man. You shouldn't have to pull out the device. That's what I'm trying to say, though.
0: Oh no, absolutely. I mean, I grew up. My dad taught me this stuff, you know. But yeah. nowadays, you know, parents, I mean, really don't teach it anymore because, you know, I'm 35. I grew up when technology was getting strong and stuff like that, and. I bring my kids out and teach them a lot of stuff, but I also see a lot of parents out there that don't teach their children this stuff. And and these children might have to rely on the technology. And it's sad. I mean, to me, I mean, yeah, you can watch a video, but again, you go out there with your dad or your mother or whoever, and they show you personally hands-on, you're going to learn a lot more from that than watching a video on YouTube. Because they're going to let you be a hands-on. But that's a lost thing again, too. Um, I don't know how you were growing up and stuff, but, you know, my parents taught me a lot of lessons, whether, it, you know, started firing all this other stuff, but they also taught me respect. You know, if I got out of line, I got my ass whooped, plain and simple. Yeah. And you know what? To me, nowadays, now that I look back on it. Yeah, you know, like at that time, I might have cried and been all pissed off at my parents and blah, 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 blah. But now that I have my own children and stuff and I see you, a good way of how I was when I was a child, I understand what I got. I really do. I mean, I got my ass whooped a few times, or, well, more than a few times. But, you know, huh. I deserve 95% of what I got, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I wish and, the discipline was like that in the today's society.
0: <laughs> and it's not. It's not. And it, And you see it. That's the problem. And that's yeah. where a lot of, I, I mean, not to point fingers, but that's where you see a lot of these lefties, liberals now. It's because they never yeah. got their fucking ass whooped as a kid. Plain yeah. Simple. That's my opinion. I might be wrong, Bunch. but that's how I feel about it.
1: Bunch of crybabies, little snowflakes, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but i when I was growing up, my dad was teaching me, you know, you're a young man. You don't fucking cry. You're not a little bitch. <laughs>
1: You know,
0: right. you're tough. You're a guy. And nowadays, yeah. people don't even know if they're a guy or a fucking girl, for Christ's sakes.
1: Oh, my God. It's terrible. You Like, I I was in the bathroom the other day, and this uh, – I, I don't know if uh, how we're supposed to say it right, because we live in a, a politically correct uh, society. Uh, a hermaphrodite, uh, he, she, or something, uh, walked into the bathroom, and I, I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And yeah. he or she or whatever it was and it, you know, uh I'm using the bathroom. I said the ladies' room is next door. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally offended the person because you know the, the person's like, I'm a man, but I mean apparently it wasn't it, it, had, it had a you know set of boobs and everything else, but yeah. I mean
0: I you know, I, mean, I don't know about you, I don't know if you have any children or not.
1: But like Yeah, I I got a daughter. She's 15, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you you know, I I have six children. I have five girls.
1: But I can tell you
0: what, if I have a freaking guy that thinks they're a woman going into a freaking girl's bathroom, I'm not going to feel comfortable with my daughter being in there. I mean, that's my opinion. And I might be wrong for feeling that, but I don't want no (laughs) guy following my fucking daughter
1: into a bathroom. No. I was going to say, we, we might have to bail you out after uh, the ending of that part, huh?
0: Oh, yeah. No, for, <laughs> absolutely. I, that, I still feel comfortable true. with it. But we grew up in different times, too. I mean, we got to remember yeah. that. This stuff to us is new. But to me, I also feel like, you know, touching on this a little bit, our education systems really at fault in a lot of ways of this stuff.
1: And not I'm not sure. saying,
0: not just saying schools, but, you know, there's so much different ways to educate people these days.
1: Society's broken, Brad. It's, you know, it's it's going to take a long time to, you know, pretty much uh, recover this country. I mean, because this country's been band after band-aid after band-aid on this country, you know. You know, the wounds, I mean, they just keep on opening up, you know, because we we, we elect the wrong leadership. And, and this is the type of voters that vote for this crap, you know. They want... The government taking care of them. They want the handouts. They want the food stamps. They want all that. The food stamps, the welfare, the public, you know, the Section 8 housing, The you know, all this crap. Medicaid, they want all that. You know, they they don't want to live in a society where, you know, you, you bust your knuckles open, you know, bust your ass for like 9, 10, 12 hours. You know, you put money into the society. You make a living because at the end of it, Brad, you know, you got a nice life. You get a nice little pension out of it, you know? Yeah.
0: And, and you know what? Me, being a person that works every day, I mean, I've collected one week of unemployment my whole life. Um, that's just because I moved down south and, you know, shit was hard for me at the time. But literally one week of unemployment. And I'm not talking about unemployment or any of this stuff that people have hard times and stuff like that. But I just feel like a lot of worth I think, is lost. In t- yeah. t- today's generation i mean i know oh, me, I grow- me growing up my dad how me you know uh to work um and i think part of that is because my father never graduated high school and so that's all he knew how to do was work and you know he really instilled that in me um you know it- it's I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's it's hard, you know, people today just don't want to work the way no. we were raised to work back in the day. Uh, people no. try to fall on top of that education too, you know, like with college and stuff, we we're talking about the trades and stuff. Uh, yeah. People are want to become doctors, engineers, and this and that, which is great. We need that stuff, but we also need that other stuff. So, you know, if you're going to college, and learning to be an engineer why the hell do you frown on a person that wants to become you know wants to be in the construction trade or a truck driver any of this stuff i mean that's another part of the you know people look down on people for doing other jobs and well, you know
1: what they say brad that the best generation was uh you know from the late 80s uh to the early 60s that was the best generation
0: yep no and you know, and you know what i was growing i grew up i was born in the late 80s so i mean i agree with that i mean in a way and i, I hate to say that because you know i want to see everybody succeed but
1: it's well don't be afraid to, to say it say it i mean it's true i mean, I mean, it I mean is you true. got a bunch of uh you know little crybabies out there that are afraid to you know put two hours in after two hours they're like is it break time yet what? yeah yeah and
0: That Like I was saying earlier, in my job, uh, (laughs) I'm in a construction trade. I'm actually service chimneys, sweep chimneys. We build chimneys. We do all sorts of chimney work. Um, And you know what? There's good money in that, really, to be honest with you. I mean, I make a really good wage. Uh, But we get a lot of these younger people in there, you know, that are 18, 19 years old. And they last like two weeks because they can't handle the work. Like, I'm... In my mid 30s, and I have no problem with it. You have you shouldn't have any problem with it if you're in your frickin' year 18, 19, 20. But yeah. problem, problem is they've been raised in front of that TV, they've been raised in front of that tablet, that freaking cell phone, all that stuff. Yeah. They weren't sent outside to go play, they weren't sent outside to go, you know, build a fort in the woods or something like that. Today's generation is just I hate to say it, but it's just they're just lost. I re- they're, they're lost.
1: I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's I my mean, I'm so grateful. Yeah, exactly, man. I'm so grateful that, you know, like when I was a kid, you know, we did Boy Scouts, right? So I learned all my, you know, my my survival traits, my, you know, the stuff, I called it the normal stuff, the, you know, the, the boy becoming a man type of stuff. That was normal back then. Like when you, you know, kind of graduated from Boy Scouts, you went into, uh, or excuse me, what was it? cub scouts you graduated from cub scouts and you went into boy scouts right that was like the teenage years that's when they were teaching you how to become a man you know like what you're talking about what your show what your group page what your facebook uh content's all about you know like u.s freedom fighters like survival right i mean that's what you were taught about you were taught about survival traits building a campfire putting up a tent you know, building a tree house. I mean, you know, learning how to hunt, you know, I mean, yeah. And then you little fun stuff on the side, pie with derbies and stuff like that. But, Brad, when was the last time that that that's being taught right now? in even Boy Scouts, now they're like teaching about like, like, uh, gay awareness type of crap. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. No, I know. And, you know, it, we still call it the Boy Scouts, but you know what? You don't remember a couple of years back where they were complaining that girls couldn't join the Boy Scouts. Yeah. What the hell? We had Girl Scouts. It's the same thing. Yeah. What the hell's going on there?
1: Yeah. Stop teaching about gender awareness and start teaching about what they're supposed to be teaching about. You know, yeah. cut that gender awareness bullshit out because that's what's, that's what's destroying this society.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I'm not discriminating against anybody. Don't get me wrong. Well, I'm not uh, either,
1: but I mean, it's bullshit, right?
0: It, it really is. I mean, to me, we grew up in a time that, you know, and, you know, anybody that's listening, excuse me for saying this, but you either grew up with a dick or you grew up with a freaking vagina. I just yeah. say, you know, I mean, plain and simple, you're a guy yeah. or a girl. I mean, yeah. that's it. And, you know, when you're born, you have that trait. They tell you, oh, this is a boy. Oh, this is a girl. Nowadays, it's like, oh. To be determined, basically. What the hell does that mean? I don't know Wait, about sorry. you, but I'm to, raising my kids to to their gender. I'm not raising my daughter to be a boy. You know, well, what you I mean? said
1: to be determined.
0: Right. I mean, that's basically what it comes out now. I mean, on birth certificates <laughs> and stuff, like they they let them decide whether their child is a freaking male or female, or they let their child decide. I'm sorry. I mean, you're born the way you're born. You're either male or a female. Get over it. That's my opinion.
1: That's, that's I mean, something you hear like on a on a on a uh on a on a, on a sitcom to be determined, like to be continued. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, but
0: you know what I'm saying, right? I mean, that's yeah, how yeah, it is yeah. today. It really yeah. is. That's how it is. I mean, I was reading an article not too long ago about these people that had a child and the child got to be a certain age where they can kind of almost think for themselves and that apparently that child decided to be a boy yeah I mean what the hell happened to us back in the day you grew up I mean you're born you either like I said you're I, like I just said and I was being vague about it you had a male private or you had a female private that was your gender what the hell happened to that I, I, I guess I'm lost I don't understand it I that's me I don't know I could be yeah. completely on the wrong but to me I mean there's two genders and that's where it is at period I mean I yeah. don't know what your opinions are on it but to me that's my how-
1: opinion is you know you're born a boy, you're born a girl I mean that's hey, if that's that's what the Almighty God chose for you that hey that's that's such a place in life that's your yeah, place in the world. You know, hey. you want to you be a girl and you're really a boy? Like my mom said a long time ago, Brad, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: and, know? And uh, like I was just saying, I'm not trying to discriminate against anybody. You have your own opinion. You have your own brain. You, you do what you freaking want. My business is my business. Your business is yours. Um, you yeah. know, I mean, I had friends in school that, you know, would fight. And not agree that they were gay, but they end up turning out gay and stuff like that. And you know what? I never faulted them for that. Uh, but to me, to kind of push that stuff out in the world now, um, like my kids are learning about a lot of this stuff in school. That there's not necessarily genders and stuff like that. To me, that's wrong. Because you're almost brainwashing in, them into that. Pretty um, much. I mean, I guess that's an opinion of mine. But to me, in the schooling system, they really should be just teaching stuff that they should be teaching, math and science and stuff like that, you know, things that are out there. Um, And this is not to sound racist or anything, but my, you know, like my children are, uh, two of my, my two oldest are in public school. The rest of them are actually homeschooled. Uh, The two that are in public school this year, they've really pushed black history the whole year they haven't learned anything else about history besides black history
1: oh wow so they, they're not learning anything about like the uh, you know the 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 revolutionary war the uh the you know the 13 original colonies they don't teach any of that no and they haven't
0: taught any of it from what i hear from my kids um granted i get my kids on weekends at, from my ex-wife and stuff um, so I mean, I'm not all involved in their schooling stuff, but I am. I do ask yeah. them every week, you know, if what's going on and stuff. And basically, what I've heard is any history classes has been black history. Um, I also yeah. know their school, they do not fly their American flag, but they do fly the Black Lives Matters flag. I I but feel that, very uncomfortable that, about that. To be honest that, with
1: you, that's wrong on so many levels. Where you fly a, um, first of all, let's set the record straight here. The, Black Lives Matter is not a um, is not a country emblem. It's a what? cultural flag. Yep. Okay, that all right, guys. Whoever's listening to the episode, that this is a cultural flag. It is not a. A, a country emblem, the American flag should be on that post or podium or hung wherever first, before Absolutely. any other flag. Yeah, it should and be ma- center mast. That's where it should be in the center of all the other poles. Right. The only time it gets lowered when you lower the mast, if there's like obviously a funeral or somebody died of of importance. Then you lower in honor of their death. But I mean, to put a Black Lives Matter flag in front of the American flag, oh boy. Yeah. That's telling you where our country is going, my friend.
0: Oh, it is. And, you know, at first, when Black Lives Matter started coming out, you know, before all the bad media and all a bunch of shit went on, uh, their movement was not a bad movement. I mean, I'll admit it. It really wasn't a bad movement, but it ended up turning into a bad movement when they started rioting and they started destroying their own businesses in reality. I mean, they were destroying black communities. I mean, they destroyed them into pieces. I mean, breaking windows, stealing stuff and stuff like that. The problem was, you know, the movement was great and all to start off with, but they got those bad apples in that movement and it ruined it. I mean, and you know what? A lot of people frown on, you know, Trump supporters because of the... You know, January sixth shit. Uh, yeah. You know what? There's a few bad apples there. That doesn't mean everybody's bad. So you know, I look at Black Lives Matter. You know, I see what's going on within Black Lives Matters, and a lot of it's really, really bad.
1: I do. Well, you also know, it's, like- a, it's, it's it's a it's 100%. a big spin. Yeah, it's a big spin-off of uh, you know the Black Panthers. You know, from the from the late uh, '60s, early '70s. It's the right. same movement same movement. It was uh it was about basically similarities. You know, the Black Panthers were pretty much a group that were using that movement uh to fight against uh blacks uh excuse me suppression uh, uh, against the uh the black man uh during Vietnam War. You right. know, like why are you putting the black man first on on the on on the on the fighting line before you would put the white man same same shit just you know similarities yes but you know same stuff in yeah. an aspect yeah and you know it's all it's all about political uh political game brad it always has been
0: oh yeah and you know you look at the timeline of black lives matter and stuff when they really kicked off it was during political bullshit is what it was yeah. and it, it, yeah. they had agenda behind it i mean period right. i mean that, that's all there is to it um but you know if they kept the movement in the right direction people might have followed it a little better You still have your followers, but you know, if you did what you really intended to do, you probably would have had a lot more followers. And shit went to gone so south, and that's that's my opinion. You got Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and all this other, all these other groups. I mean, you even have you know, right winging groups that are got bad labels on them, and they probably should, really. Because they're doing I, shit that, that's not necessary.
1: I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't care what race, color you are, what kind of group you represent. If you're gonna loot a business, if you're gonna burn flags, if you're gonna, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're gonna knock down uh, s- statues that you might not agree with, you, you're a terrorist, man. Oh no, <laughs> you, know, no you, absolutely. you belong in jail. Absolutely. You know, are you're you're, it's, you're you're not you're you're not an American then. You're basically telling the country that you do not represent the country and no matter you do not like your country and you belong in federal prisons, plain and simple. Oh, I yeah. mean, you know, that sums it up right there. You, re- I mean, if
0: you don't agree with the history of the United States, then you're obviously mistaken. I mean, I mean, a lot of, you're talking about statues and stuff that got tore down, Uh a lot of those statues were put up for the history, so you learn from that history and you
1: evolve from that history. Every history has bad history, you know. That's Absolutely. how you learn from it. You learn from what was done that was wrong, right? And you learn from it. You move on. You you yeah. you don't look in the past constantly. You don't like nick and pick. I, I I see that all the time. Oh, you know, like Abraham Lincoln was a racist. Like, oh, what history book are you reading, Mal?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I grew up, I mean, Abraham Lincoln was really who helped free the slaves. I mean, I, I, I thought yeah. he did that. Did, did oh, yeah. not? I, mean, <laughs> I mean, nowadays, I don't know. I mean, they, they, they've they changed history. That's the sad part. They really have. I mean, yeah. the stuff I hear come out of my kids' mouth, I'm like, you know, I was taught that completely different. What the hell is it's going all, on here?
1: It's all the cancel culture crap that's going on. Yep.
0: No, no, that, it is. I mean, there's so much of it going on. It is sooner sad. or later,
1: they're going to be telling their kids that farming is uh is considered uh, b- uh bigotry or some kind of nonsense like that, you know?
0: No, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: and it,
0: it, probably sooner or later, honestly, because the way the farming industry is going on, who knows yeah. what the fuck's going to happen?
1: Oh yeah, they'll they'll be calling you a modern slave if if you go. Oh, you're a slave if 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 they have to if you have to go farming why can't you just go to the grocery store and pick out your produce why do you have to do it on a farm that's slavery
0: right right let's genetically modify all our food and grow it in a lab and sell it in the store more or less yeah (laughs) i mean you know plain and simple but uh, but uh with that i'll say we'll uh wind down the podcast a little bit here uh do you have any final thoughts you want to bring up or anything
1: Uh, it's been a good, uh, what an hour, a little over an hour. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been good talking politics with you. It's been good, you know, just kind of shooting the shit with you, Brad. I mean, it's been a while. Um, I just want to say guys, um, if you're new to listening to the U S freedom fighters, guys, give them a chance. I mean, they have a lot of good knowledge coming out. I mean, you do, Brad, you guys got a lot of good content on your, on your group page, U S freedom fighters. And also your survivors page, you know, it's, 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 it's good stuff, man.
0: Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that. And I know you've mentioned us a lot on your podcast and I really appreciate that. Um, tonight we talked a lot about the politics and stuff, uh, and a lot of stuff that's going on in the world, but you know what? I mean, if you're into politics and stuff, great. But also you guys start thinking outside the box a little bit and thinking about survival. Um, You know, we don't touch a lot on politics on our podcast, but uh, Michael Gardner, I know you touch on a lot lot on the uh, Patriot Angle podcast. I also understand you're going to start branching out a little bit and doing some more stuff on podcasts. And I'm really excited to see what you come up with. And I will definitely kind of push our listeners to go check you out. On your podcast, and we really appreciate you joining our show and being a supporter of U.S. freedom fighters.
1: Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, yeah, uh, if I may, um, um, the book here, uh, I I like to plug it in if that's okay with you. Oh, absolutely, please do. Yeah, guys, um, I have a new book coming out. Um, Can America survive after Biden? Um, and now, the original release date was supposed to be the twentieth of February. Obviously, it's past the twentieth. Um, had to uh, order a, um, a copy, uh, copyright uh, infringement laws for it. So the re- new release date will be around the 1st of March. So you're going to want to look out for that book, uh, Can America Survive After Biden? A lot of content on it, guys. I highly suggest and recommend picking up this copy. It will be in ebook format, only exclusive on Amazon Kindle. And you can get it for four ninety nine, and that's Keeping it deal. really, really uh, affordable, Brad, for everybody.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. No, I mean, that is, I mean, $5, people. That ain't nothing in today's world. Pick it up. Read it. Um, but I would definitely like to thank you, Michael, for uh, joining us today. Um, I hope we can get together and do another podcast really soon. I always enjoy doing podcasts with you and I would like to thank you for teaching me and Jerry a lot about podcasting. Uh, As you know, we're very new to it. Uh, You've helped us in a lot of ways and I really appreciate it. So I hope we can get together soon and do another one and maybe we can learn a little bit off each other.
1: Always my friend. Yes, without a doubt.
0: And with that, I would like to say, uh, please check out the Patriot Angle podcast with Michael Gardner. He's a founder. Uh, he has gets into some really good subjects uh, on his podcast and you get a good mix of stuff. Uh, you'll learn a lot from it. Um, also, I'd like you guys to invite you guys to uh, join U.S. Freedom Fighters. Uh, we're teaching a lot about survival. Uh, we do have some political stuff and some defensive stuff uh, to teach you how to survive against anything that might come your way. And with that, I would like to thank you all and have a great night. Thank you for listening to another U.S. Freedom Fighters podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please come find us at usfreedomfighters.com. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.